listening to Inside Acting, a podcast dedicated to demystifying the inner and outer game of success in the entertainment industry. I'm your co-host, AJ Meyer. And I'm your other co-host, Trevor Algott. And coming up in episode 241, as we kick off a brand new quarter, we're halfway through 2016, guys. How nuts is that? Scary. Seriously. Uh, AJ and I, in this episode, dedicate some time to taking a step back and to taking stock of our personal and career journeys to date. As always, our reflection focuses on three simple but powerful questions. What's working, what's not working, and what's next. And if this is your first time listening to this kind of check-in episode, you're going to hear more than just career updates. We take a look at the big picture. Life, love, art, health, relationships, happiness, and everything else. Because, hey, it's all part of the journey. Support for this episode of Inside Acting comes from VO2GoGo.com, the award-winning voiceover training system and winner of Backstage's Reader's Choice Award for Best VO Training four years in a row. Visit VO2GoGo.com start for a free getting started in voiceover online class that'll help you add voiceover to your acting portfolio. That's VO2GoGo.com slash start. All right, everybody, welcome to another quarterly review slash, um, I don't know, quarterly intention setting episode. Hmm. Um, I always love these, man. I, I look forward to these because it's, I think it's so important to be taking stock of, of our lives. It's so easy to go on autopilot and fall into, you know, comfort zones and just time can just fly by and you look up and you think, what the hell have I done? We're <laughs> the last 13 years of my life. I'm talking to myself right now. Um, so I think it's, you know, I think it's really important and I hope that people find value in this. And uh, I always really enjoy reading uh, people who share their own, uh, I guess what we could call review and renew documents uh, in the uh, membership and online and, and stuff like that. So I'm stoked about this. Hearing you say all this, Trev, I'm, I'm feeling like I should have added to my what didn't work section. Uh, not checking in enough, like not, <laughs> not being aware enough. Uh, I'm not saying you're guilting me into it. I'm just saying like that, that should definitely become a part of uh, my daily or weekly uh, regiment, if you will. Mm, yeah. This time around, I've really, um, I've got a new level of awareness and I'm not quite sure what to, to what I can attribute it, but uh, I, I feel more humble and vulnerable and clear than I have in a long time. Oh, um, interesting. So I'm, I'm excited to talk about this and, and to hear, of course, where you're at, because I haven't done much checking in with you. In fact, that's part of my review is, is the same kind of thing. You're like, be more social, Trevor. Uh, before we jump into that, we just have a couple, two quick uh, sort of general podcast announcements. And number one is we're bringing back, after a very brief hiatus, bringing back the IAP Book Club. This is something that I've always been really into. You know, everybody who listens to this and, and knows me knows that I'm a big, you know, fan of reading. I know you are too, AJ. 
we're both big readers, and I love community, and I love talking, obviously. Uh, so uh, we folded all those things together, and in the membership, um, we've chosen a book for July that we're all going to go through together. This is a personal development book. It's called Maximum Achievement by a guy named Brian Tracy. Perhaps you've heard of him. He's a bit of a personal development legend. And this book really changed my life. And, and the first couple months that we did the book club, before we kind of stopped it for a little while, uh, I, re- I, I noticed that it wasn't really clear how to engage with a community around a book in, in the, the way we were. And so I, I took some time the other day and I put together a pretty comprehensive post in the membership on basically how I feel and people are free to add to this, how I feel we could best leverage the membership and get the most out of the community and and just some tips on posting and what to share and when to share and how often to check in and how many pages to read a day and creating rituals around it, that kind of thing. So um, hop on into the membership, look for the IAP book club thread. You'll see uh, the July book at the top of the list there. I've I've pinned it to the top. And and in that post is, uh, is my five tips for getting the most out of this book club. So hope We'll have lots and lots of people joining us for really digging into this material and applying it to our lives in, in powerful ways. Epic, man. Thanks for doing that. That that does that is going to make it a lot simpler and, and easier and more fun for people to, to jump on board. So that's really cool. Yeah, I, I hope so. I'm really stoked uh, to see how it goes. And, you know, we'll, we'll tweak it as, as things go along and as we get more input. And But I, I'm more excited than ever just to dump, jump into this, uh, this material together. And then secondly, uh, it's not really by popular demand, but it's been mentioned often enough, I think, by enough people um, that we decided to bring back the one-time donation feature. We realized that not everybody... Uh, is interested uh, in the membership as a way to financially support the podcast. And some people just want to donate a few bucks here or there or a few hundred bucks here or there if if they feel so inclined. So now on the website, there is a link on the right-hand side to make a one-time donation just like the old days. That's it. Yeah, just, I was going to say, we had this, yeah, yeah. and then we redesigned the entire website and didn't include it, and now it's it's back. Yeah, so so many it's ways, to, yeah, many ways to support the podcast. Uh, obviously, socially, but also financially, and and nothing um, sort of speaks more loudly than than hard earned dollars and cents because this thing ain't free to make. So, huh. uh, your contributions financially go a long, long way towards keeping this thing going. Uh, that's it as far as general podcast announcements go. Now, I know we have one more quick thing to mention just sort of from a community perspective. Do you want to maybe talk about uh, what's going on with the um, uh, sort of peripheral podcast friend, Dia Vice? Yeah, I, I'm sure a lot of our listeners have already heard and we've been posting on our social media and stuff, but we haven't had an opportunity to yet talk about it on the on the podcast itself, but um, Dia Vice, who is a longtime casting partner with um, Billy Demota, who has obviously been on the show twice to now to talk about um, his view on the casting director workshops, uh, and whom I have met personally because I've been in the room auditioning for her and Billy, and who is a constant support of actors and um, the acting community and the, the just the, yeah, she's always involved. She's, um, you know, obviously they've both been members of the CSA for a really long time and she's just kind of always involved in whatever way she can. Um, she recently, for those of you who don't know, lost her pretty much everything. She lost her entire home, her cats and 
most, if not all, of her belongings in a fire. She lost her cats, too, in the fire? Yes, her cats perished, unfortunately, in the fire. I mean, she lost everything. And so we've been trying to figure out how we can uh, support her. Um, uh, Billy DeMota, um, you know, instantly threw up <clears throat> a, uh, a, a GoFundMe campaign, which you can um, find and donate to. I guess, Trev, it would be a good idea for us to get a link up to that. Mm, but another yeah. way, you know, not, every, not everyone always, you know, has the, the, the you know, extra income to, to do that. So um, Jen Levin came up with a really awesome idea to support her, which is, you know, we all get these 20% off or $5 off coupons from Bed Bath & Beyond every day. I mean, I have a stack of them. Uh, that I keep in a drawer, uh, or I guess Jasmine and I both, you know, get these these uh, coupons. Jen is going to be collecting them from everyone in the community, uh, IAP, uh, other acting communities, and and putting them together and bringing them to Dia, so that when she is ready to start rebuilding her, the things that she needs, uh, including, I mean, if you think about it, like. She doesn't have a pillow right now. Like she lost everything. So when she when she's ready to start rebuilding her life, she'll have um, you know these coupons to make her dollars stretch uh, that much further. So that's uh, this is another way you can support someone who's been supportive to the acting community. So reach out to Jen on either social media or through the podcast. We'll put you in touch and um, and get you where you can get you the address where you can send those those coupons. Yeah, and I'll make sure to put a link to that GoFundMe campaign in the show notes for this episode. It's a great opportunity to show up and be the change. Well, before we jump into our um, review chunk of this episode, we wanted to uh, definitely um, give a big shout out to Rehearsal Pro, the next version of Rehearsal the App. This is an essential app for actors, and it is now available in the iTunes App Store. And if you want to learn your lines, if you want to be off book for your auditions, if you want to explore your character, make stronger choices, and do a whole lot more incredibly easily from the comfort and glow of your iOS device, just go to rehearsal.pro slash IAP right now to learn all about the great new features in this newest version of Rehearsal, the groundbreaking app designed by actors for actors, and to just go ahead and get it. Make the investment in your career and in yourself. Download the app and enjoy your auditions that much more. That's rehearsal.pro slash IAP. Rehearsal Pro, the app for actors. All right. So here we go. (laughs) The 2016 Q2 review slash Q3 uh, letter of accomplishment, letter of intention, uh, discussion, what's working, what's not working, and what's next. I, I really, as I said earlier, I really love these. Uh, so now we have the sort of the the part where we say who's going first. I I I, I don't know if I'm making this up, but memory serves. You've you've tossed me under the bus. <laughs> I have. I wanted to do it again. I wanted to. Do- <laughs> And I can feel like it's like this energetic thing. Like I can hear it in your voice or something like, oh, gee, who should go first? Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I'm going to make you go first. I'm okay. Gonna, it's cool. I, I am not always it's, – it's obvious, I know, to some people. I'm not actually always really comfortable talking about myself. So um, I was going to make you go first. Then I was like, Trevor, are you doing it again? Are you avoiding? But this, is, hey, this is the easy section. This is the what worked section. This is the – 
is the, the the time where you get to celebrate. Yeah, and and just for our listeners who um, you've probably heard these episodes before, if you're listening to this episode right now, if you haven't, uh, we try to keep these relatively streamlined. And the whole idea is that we, AJ and I, have taken some time to reflect on our journeys and really just kind of narrow things down into three bullet points for each of these three questions. So what worked? Three things. What didn't work? Three things. And what's next? Three things. Of course, our lives are much bigger than that. Um, but there is a lot to be said for for focus. And we obviously want to keep this discussion as succinct as possible because we could talk for hours and hours and hours about this kind of thing. So uh, what the idea is that we'll just sort of grill each other on uh, doing some some brief elaboration on each of these points uh, and hope that everybody gets uh, the most value out of it. So uh, here we go. Yeah. Section one, what worked? Well, a lot. Um, I know it's funny. When I was putting this together, I, I had a hard time picking out item number three. The first two things uh, were pretty obvious. Then after that, I was like, I don't really think there's a lot in my life that feels like it's working, which is funny because I, I know a lot of people who would really kind of like want to slap you upside the head for that. But I'm one of them. Yeah. But that's just, <laughs> you know, I, I got to notice that that's where my brain goes. You know, I go to all the things that are wrong, all the things that aren't working. So. Uh, we'll have plenty of time to talk about that. So what worked right off the bat, my mornings are super productive. They're my favorite time of day. I look forward to them from the moment that my morning routine slash ritual kind of ends or, or slowly peters out, uh, all the way through to the next morning. Like I'm excited to go to bed at night and get up the next morning. Uh, as a result of really plugging into and being diligent about my morning ritual, I have completed 160 workouts this year to date. Uh, I've got a 355-day headspace meditation and 750 words journaling streak going right now. So I'm, I'm oh, closing, so in, cool. closing in on that one-year mark. And that's been a really uh, powerful process for me. I, I, looking back at almost a year of meditating for 15 to 20 minutes every day, I can definitely see um, major changes in my uh, brain and approach to, to um, adversity in my life. So that work, that's working really, really well. Uh, as sort of a piggyback on that, I've been vegan now, almost entirely vegan, which means uh, not consuming any animal products. So no meat, no uh, secretions, no um, uh, skin of an animal, like no leather, you know, that kind of thing um, for lots and lots of reasons. But uh, the big one, the, the, the reason this is working is because I know that a lot of people that I talk to about veganism, it's a cause near and dear to my heart. They always say, you know, where do you get your protein? And I tried that once and I passed out because I had an iron deficiency. And there's a sort of myth that this like vegan thing is like for superhuman people that that uh, have lots and lots of time to research and cook up these elaborate meals. And that's just not the case. I, I, I don't eat a incredibly varied diet. In fact, for the most part, my diet is pretty simple. I actually have just a few staple meals that I make every single day, and they cover all the nutritional bases. So I've had no problems getting enough protein, no problems getting enough iron or B12, uh, no problems with recovering from workouts, no problems during my workouts as far as performance goes. I've been seeing really great progress. I've been doing uh, Body Beast, which, as you know, AJ, is like a bodybuilding mm. program. And uh, I, 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 I'm going to be completely honest. I'm, I'm doing it kind of to prove a point because, yeah. because I just, you know, I, I've heard the protein argument so much and I just... 
I, I want to just show, in a way, I want to be the example that you can uh, thrive and be really healthy and strong on uh, a plant-based diet and that there's no issues building muscle. I'm, I'm really working to debunk the protein myth. So I've got about two weeks left in the program, and then I'm going to take my final progress photos. And, but so far, it's going great. My day 60 progress photos turned out better than I thought they would. So I'm really excited to share that with the world. You know, what's interesting about that too, is, is that a huge part of that program, because I've talked to you and others about it, uh, is the diet. And so it's interesting that you're, you're, you're attacking the, the workout side of it. And then your diet is sort of, um, coming from somewhere else, if you will, you know what I mean? So you're Mm -hmm. like combining the 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 best of the best in terms of a vegan diet with the with this um you know uh, workout program and seeing uh, seeing really great results because it, it, a lot of it is diet because I remember the first time you went through it you were like weighing strips of chicken like on a scale on a kitchen scale and I'm like <laughs> was, dude yeah. this looks I don't know if I can you know do this without yeah. a, a ton of meal prep at, at the very least so um Good for you, man. That's awesome. Yeah, that's and that's what the meal plan calls for. The meal plan <laughs> is not vegan friendly. The meal plan is like y- yogurt and chicken and beef and all that stuff like to the max. There's nothing in there about vegetable-based protein. So I've completely ignored that meal plan and made it my own and um it's working out just great. And it's not because I have any sort of like I haven't been gifted with any special genetics and I don't have hours and hours to put into the, the, the kitchen and things like that. It, it's really just it, one day I'll, sh- one day, I don't know, I'm not recording. I'll share what I'm eating and you'll be like, ew, like really? That's so simple and boring. And like, wow, anybody could do that. Anybody could do that. I would love to know. I mean, maybe you can put this in the membership. I would love to see the diet and 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 try it for myself yeah i could could put together like a day in the life of of what i've been eating Um, (laughs) a day in the life of trevor's stomach yeah (laughs) oh there's lots of jokes there um anyway so that's going great and the third bullet point for what's working for me um at least in these past 90 days and definitely longer than that for this specific point is uh the podcast we had another really solid season of guests we're doing an episode a week um, a really awesome, solid team making this thing really work well. Um, and personally, I've been practicing some productivity principles. I've been really uh, good about using the GTD philosophy, getting things done. Uh, something I uh, increasingly like swear by as far as just keeping myself sane. Uh, as well as practicing something called the 60-60-30 solution. It's like a time mm-hmm. and energy and self-management um framework for uh, getting important things done um, without distraction. And I, I won't go into it here because we have limited time, but those things have been serving me uh, quite well and and um, staying on point with uh, everything podcast related. It's a it's a part of GTD, the 60-60-30 thing? No, the 60-60-30 solution is part of, uh, I learned it in the Wake Up Productive program that, oh, okay. I've, that I've done a few times. Um, but you can Google it and find out lots about it easily for free. But I, I really, uh, I really like it. I, I'm learning that um, not only are mornings my sort of what Craig Ballantyne, who we recently interviewed, who's amazing, uh, mornings are my magic time. That's when I have the most energy and intention, and I can just get a lot done. Uh, but also, 
um, just knowing that like there are going to be ebbs and flows to my energy and focus throughout the day and just taking advantage of those windows where I know I'm going to be on. And, you know, those slumps where my brain is just like, I just I, I can't really do that right now. Making that OK, making it OK to be like my brain needs time to recharge. Mm. Yeah. What do you say? I've been I should have asked Craig this and maybe we can talk about it later um, when we're doing his episodes. But I'm curious what since we're on the topic, what you would say to to people who um, have like a, a schedule that changes often. Like I, as you know, I work retail. So my yeah. schedule changes from week to week and I don't always know, or not that I don't know when is the most productive time, but even if I knew exactly when I was the most productive and I was keeping one of those journals from the perfect day formula or whatever, <clears throat> I might not be able to take advantage of it because I would be either at work or getting ready for work or do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. It, it's a dance and w- the the single kind of most effective thing, like the keystone habit for, for me is just getting up at the same time every day. Like I'm working till midnight tonight and I'm not going to get to bed till like 1 a.m. I'm still going to get up at 6 a.m. tomorrow and do my morning ritual and then probably take a nap tomorrow afternoon. But like programming the body to just have that regularity uh, can go a long way, especially in the context or framework of an irregular schedule. Mm. So I know it sounds miserable and there's probably people being like, dude, are you advocating five hours of sleep? Like, no, not regularly. But I think that if you've got a crazy schedule where sometimes you work in early morning, sometimes late night, like find a place to, to plug in some sort of way that you can sort of uh, calibrate your clock. So you have an anchor in the midst of that uh changing schedule got it yeah cool yeah. i appreciate that cool well yeah i hope it helps uh so that's that's what worked for me those are my big three bullet points uh i'm gonna <laughs> toss it over to you and ask you what worked um so i it's funny i had a hard time with you know you said you had a hard time with the what worked section i had a hard time with like pretty much all three sections except for what's next was a little bit easier because i know what i want to focus on coming up And I think the reason I had such a difficult time is because of what I was saying earlier in the introduction, which is that I feel like I haven't been giving a ton of time and energy and space to checking in. Hmm. Um, It's just been sort of like a a doingness as opposed to a beingness for me this past quarter, Um, which is kind of a bummer because a lot has worked. And I'm sure I'm missing things from, you know, this list, but it was just the first few things that sort of came to me. Um, the sort of relentless focus on income and finances, uh, without being too overly obsessive has continued. Um, and therefore we've seen some really amazing results. Um, I shared with Ben recently that for instance, Jasmine, and I paid off yet another credit card, awesome. uh, this Vic- quarter, huge victory, man. Yeah. And, and it's, it's really awesome because like at this point where we've gotten to the point where we're almost, we're very close to being, uh, solely making payments on the card that we actually use. All right. So we're, we're getting to that point and that's like, obviously th- that's a huge step towards being, you know, debt free. Yeah. Um, yeah. and we're both working a lot and, um, that promotion that I've been talking about for months 
at uh, at my main thrival job seems to be coming around. Oh, good. Um, so it's yeah. So things are are, are really looking up as far as that goes. Um, <clears throat> the other thing, and this is uh, this is sort of um, career focused, is I put building genuine relationships. And the reason that I did that is because. Um, and this ties in perfectly with our season, right? With talking about the casting director workshops and stuff. Uh, and I wrote in the notes here, I said, almost in quotes, like, sure, you met that CD at a workshop, but did you build a genuine relationship? And the reason that I say that is because, you know, I, I, I want to impart onto listeners or empower listeners to just know that it, it's not about the quantity of people that you meet, but the quality. So, you know, we have our T-shirt that says build relationships, not networks, right? But if you think about a network, a network to me does seem big and, 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 th- and that there's a lot going on in a network, right? There's a lot of different points of contact. So what's the difference between a relationship and a network? Well, a relationship is, is typically just two points, you and another person or mm, you and another yeah, thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I created genuine relationships or I cultivated genuine relationships with people I have already met. Um, and it afforded me interesting opportunities like auditions and, um, and having people have me on their radar, uh, people in, in, in positions of, of getting me opportunities. And, and I know their names and I know a little bit about them and, uh, or sometimes a lot about them. And it, it I just want to make sure that the, that the people listening to our podcast, in addition to knowing that building relationships is more important than building networks, that they sort of shift into the quality over quantity idea. Mm. That's all. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of, um, I think it was William James, who's sort of the godfather of uh, happiness psychology. I think, don't quote me on that, but he said something along the lines of everybody's walking around with an invisible sign hanging around their neck that says, appreciate me, notice me, acknowledge me. Mm. And I I think that's a great sort of point to put on this idea that, that, you know, networks are great, but there's still the idea that's inherent in the term network is that you're trying to get something from other people. You are using them for your own gain. At least that's the way I I think of it. And I think that's sort of the general idea when people say, let's go network. It's sort of like, well, what can you do for me? It's sort of the inherent prevailing idea. Of Mm. course, there's more to it than that. But that's sort of the main point. So when you say building a relationship and just having those two points of contact and the fruits that that can bear when you just key in on one other individual and recognize that they just want to be spoken to and interacted with as if they mattered as if their thoughts and dreams and fears and favorite foods and pets and all the hobbies they have, as if that stuff was important to somebody else. I mean, talk about not only changing the world, but also as a byproduct, getting something out of it for yourself. I mean, because then that person's going to value your relationship and they're going to want to pay, pay you back. <clears throat> and that's, that's a big word that I, that I left out too, is value, adding value. Like that's, that's huge. That's huge. Like, like adding value to the other person. Uh, by by knowing something about them or knowing how you can bring something to the table, it's like talk. You know, find out what's important to them and then say like, "Oh, here's how I can help. Here's how I can support you." Yeah. Um, that yeah. and that. Anyway, that was huge. Awesome. Um, and and sometimes being an actor is how you support someone because they're looking for an actor. Anyway, um, so so there's that. 
finally, uh, I have been really getting into this um, this biohacking movement. It's just like listening to the Bulletproof podcast and talking to Gadali and talking to Jasmine. And Jasmine's listening to this really awesome audiobook that's probably going to be my pick of the week um, in coming weeks. And I've just been really soaking in a lot of information about the way that the human body works and how to maximize its p- biological potential. And so my diet over the course of this quarter has gotten cleaner and cleaner and cleaner and cleaner. Mm, awesome. Um, so, you know, just cutting out things like processed carbs, like bread and stuff like that. And, um, and just knowing and, and, you know, less and less sugar every single day, less and less, uh, processed carbs every day, less and less processed food in general every day and doing my best to keep things like, um, pesticides out of mm. my body, you yeah. know, which is, it's, it's incredible how, <clears throat> how our, I, and I don't want to get too deep into this, but it's incredible how much our government specifically, the U S government has, um, either lied to or kept, you know, people in the dark about the, 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 the harmful stuff that we can possibly put in our bodies um, and, and, and how it affects us in the long term. And it's no wonder we're like the, you know, the most medicated, most obese, most diabetic country on the planet. Like it's insane. Yeah. It's insane. So I would encourage everyone listening to this to get some research done and, 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 um, and just start taking care of yourself. Take, take, you know, level up level up because that's what I mean what what are these Q quarterly reviews about they're about leveling up you know mm-hmm. so level up and level up in your in your in your diet and health as well that, that's the system is makes me so angry <laughs> I I choose to respond with great anger <laughs> <laughs> the system because sick, sick people are worth a lot of money right so to a privatized healthcare system that's in bed with the government that's in bed with the animal agriculture sector like uh, yes like let's make our population sick so we can just milk them for all they're worth to continue to fund our own agenda and and the u.s is like exceptionally guilty with this in other countries the policy is We've got a new drug. We've got a new pesticide, whatever. We've got this new synthetic substance. Let's test it rigorously. And then once it's deemed safe, then we release it to the public. In the U.S., that's completely backwards. They get a new thing and they say, can we make money off it? Great. Feed it to the people. And then once people start dying or developing cancers and stuff and they can causally prove it and the, the process for this, I've done so much research into this, the process for it is so to get a drug approved is rid- ridiculous. You just have to cite two studies. Two studies, typically funded by the the manufacturer of that product. Of course. Two studies out of maybe 50 or 60 that you may have done, just two of them have to show that the intended result is is achieved. And those control variables don't matter. You could have 58 studies that say this thing causes cancer, causes, uh, you know, problems in the body, uh, is toxic to people. Like, you could just have all this whole list of stuff with studies that prove it. But if you have two that prove that it does what they say it will do, then it gets approved. <laughs> and then, of course, people get sick and then the healthcare companies cash in. And it makes me so, I just get so angry about it, man. It's it's so crazy, and so the only the only thing we can really do is just do our own research and take care of our own bodies. Like it's it's really the only. Like I don't know what else we can do. I really don't. I mean, you can rail against it, you know, but it, the system itself has to has to come crashing down in order for it to be rebuilt in a different you know image. Um, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's and crazy. In the, the moment that people start buying like more like you know whole foods with organic you know organically grown like 
Once you show that there's profit there, that there's a market for that, then companies will scramble over each other to provide more of that. So that's, I know it's like a cliched thing, like just vote with your dollar, but it's so true. It is. It's so it true. Is. It's not policy that's going to save us. It's not a new technology that's going to save us. It's going to take people living intentionally in alignment with their values um, together that will change the world. I'm done. <laughs> well, yeah. So obviously we could talk about this ad nauseum, but if uh, I don't want to leave people completely hanging. If you want to learn more about this kind of stuff, uh, just start tuning it. Like listen to the Bulletproof podcast and others like it. And then the book that I mentioned that, like I said, will probably be my pick of the week later um, is called um, A Mind of Your Own by Kelly Brogan. And the, uh, the audio book is fantastic. So anyway. Awesome. Awesome. And now you've got a fourth point here, allowing yourself to dream. Maybe speak briefly about this. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I can talk about this more in the what's next, but like, I just noticed that as the um, uh, as the debt started to free up, you know, Jasmine and I were able to do things like go on little, you know, mini vacations and take time to, you know, make little upgrades to whatever our apartment or you know our car or just uh, essentially. Obviously, the less that you're, you feel like you're drowning, the easier it is to swim. Mm, like, mm-hmm. uh, That's the, great. I just, I don't know, I just made that up. The, the, the less that I felt like we were in debt, the more I allowed myself to, to dream about, you know. And so I'm going to talk about this in what next, but I, I really feel like um, I want to travel some more and, and, and invest yes. and, and feel like I'm investing back in, in, um, in myself, feel like we're investing back in our, into our, ourselves and our relationship. You know? mm, yeah, that's powerful, man. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Um, well, let's uh, let's move on to uh, the not so fun part and talk about uh, talk about what didn't work. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I'll keep this section brief, both because we're running out of time, but also because I don't think it it pays to really you know beat ourselves up over this kind of thing. I think just having the awareness is is enough. Uh, so what didn't work for me? Number one, uh, I'm still not making the kind of money that I'd like to be making. Um, like you, AJ, uh, I would love to be paying down my debt and allowing myself to dream more. I, um, I'm probably several months behind you in terms of the financial progress that you're making. So uh, I have a partner. That's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And you've got a, exactly. I mean, two people's incomes can, can make a a bigger difference, of course. Yeah. But uh, you know, I I recognize that's a big limiting factor in my life that I, I feel controlled by money still as much as we've talked about it, as many guests have brought up really powerful points about um, taking control of this of this part of your life. I still feel controlled by it. And I haven't done much to change it, to be completely honest. It's been a, a safety mechanism because I know what it's like to be to have that background noise of scarcity. And I'm very familiar with it. I know how to live with it. And so uh, it's comfortable for me. And I've distracted myself with busy work in, in an effort to not have to grow or evolve to, to level up my finances. So that's that hasn't been working. And that is, that is public enemy number one on my list. Um, secondly, my social life. Um, I noticed this recently and this may be, this may come as a surprise to many listeners, maybe you, AJ, maybe not, but I, I, I'm like, I'm increasingly anxious in, in social situations. And I, I increasingly feel like a, a bit of an, an awkward outsider when I'm hanging out with friends or with groups of people. Um, I take a very sort of passive approach to social situations and, and it's like, it's not serving me. 
I, I was just hanging out with some people last night and I just felt the whole time I was like, I just felt like I didn't belong. Like I didn't understand how to communicate with them to create a sense of ease and, and fun in the, in the, um, in the night. And it just, I don't, I don't like that. And, uh, I, I think it's a couple things. I think number one is I have gotten really good at spending time in solitude uh, again, finding busy work to do to distract myself. I love reading. Reading is, is an inherently, you know, uh, solitary activity. Um, and I also just haven't made a real effort to connect with people. I mean, I don't want to like, you know, go into it, but it, I, I, I really cherish my alone time and that's not serving me. Like I definitely get to be more social because I'm, I feel like I'm losing my social skills and uh and it makes my life that much less uh interesting mm -hmm. so that's that's not been working and then number three um my word for 2016 was music as many of you may remember uh and you asked me aj during one of our recent review episodes you know what's your um essentially what's your prog your process goal for music what are you going to, to show up and do every day such that music is part of your life and uh, my process goal was just simple, picking up my guitar and playing for 15 minutes every day. And many days since that we last had that conversation, I have done that. I've picked up my guitar. I've set a timer on my phone because I'm systematic like that. And I have played for 15, 16, 20 minutes and I'll write lyrics. And I actually wrote a song and I was like, this is felt good about the song. I got really good at playing it. And I, I played it for one person. I didn't record it. I didn't share it with anybody. And then after that song was sort of like complete, I hit a wall and, or, you know, chose to hit a wall to take full responsibility for it. And then, uh, and then stopped. So I haven't had any music to share. And this was my word, my overarching word for 2016. Mm. So, uh, haven't had much accountability and the process goal as powerful as it is to have a daily discipline still doesn't quite seem to be on the mark as far as what, um, will most fully uh, engage me in this, this, this word, this goal. And it is important to me. It's not like it's, I changed my mind or grew out of it. It's still something that I think about, but I avoid. So those things uh, didn't work. Hmm. And I, I am on my review document, which you can see in the membership, I've got a few more thoughts about why and, and what I can do uh, to sort of maybe mitigate some of the things I recognize not working, but in, for the sake of time, I won't go into it here. Yeah, it's funny because I, I can see one of the is about, you know, deadlines and plugging stuff into calendars. And I was thinking like you're you are so process oriented. I wonder if like putting, you know, play your guitar for 15 minutes into your calendar might actually, you know, uh, might actually work for you. It, it, it is. And, and I did do that. Actually, I use uh, the coach.me app and I have a I have a, a habit in there. You play, play guitar for 15 minutes every day. And I would check it off and I love seeing the little green dots fill up and I, you know, seven days a week was my goal. And it just, it got easier and easier to ignore that goal ignore it. and just yeah. swipe left and say, you know, skip for today. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, well, like you said, because we don't have a lot of time, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but if, if you, if you're okay with it, I'd just like to offer just some words. I don't, I don't think it's coaching and I don't think it's advice and I don't think it's, you know, encouragement, but just some words about number one and number two. Yeah. That's I'm, okay. I'm open to all of the above. Uh, the first, the first one about income, the thing, just the, one of the things that really hit me this quarter was what, um, David and swords of 17 said about building up a war chest, because I realized that, that, um, the, I realized the, the intelligence behind that has to do with like not feeling like we're struggling all the time. 
uh, with regards to income because once again, you do feel like you can't swim if you're drowning. So, you know, in terms of creativity, it almost affects everything else, right? Like, you know, all the other stuff that didn't work, social life, um, being creative, creating music and stuff. Um, when, when we're, when we're focused on, on income and I just, I, I, one of the things I was thinking about today as I was writing my, uh, review document was I, I would love to share with you and our listeners, like, just don't be afraid to, don't be afraid to step away to, to, to focus on, on making like a bunch of money (laughs) so that you don't feel that way. (laughs) Like, I think we have this weird thing where I, I know, well, look, I'll speak for myself. I have had this weird thing for years where I was like, if I'm, if I'm focused on working really hard and making money, it's going to take away from my creativity. And mm. you know what? That may be true. But the fact of the matter is you're actually investing back into yourself and back into your career by not being in debt, by mm-hmm. creating other opportunities. If, if an opportunity came along to invest in a business that was going to make you a bunch of money, you didn't have that starter money, that $1,000, that $10,000, and you missed like a really great opportunity, guess what? That, there's a chance there's a chance it could fall on its face and you lose that thousand dollars or that ten thousand dollars. There's also a chance that that thing could have set you up for like a year's worth of income where you could just focus on uh, you know your acting career. Yeah. So anyway, mm. there's a million different ways to go about it there, but that's just one thing that I, I have been thinking about a lot when it comes to money. Um, and then the second thing, um, you know, you talked about social life. I was thinking about. Um, what we were talking about before with building relationships, uh, if it helps at all, and I'm not saying it will, but maybe it will help you if in those situations you put all of your focus and all your energy on the other person, yeah. the people. Yeah, And Absolutely. just be like, how, how can I learn more about this human, uh, connect more with this human, provide value to this human, so that way you're not focused on yourself yeah. um, and how anxious you are. Um, and, 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 and you'll sort of be killing two birds with one stone, right? Because you'll also be living the principles that you believe in when it comes to creating and building and maintaining relationships. Yes, yes, absolutely. And that, thank you for that. And that is something that I actually consciously do as as someone who is intensely curious about the world, uh, often to, to his detriment. Um, I make a point that whenever I'm hanging out with people, I want to know what's going on in their lives. And I just, I, I just can't help it. I ask a ton of questions and I often find myself almost interviewing them as if I were interviewing a podcast guest. <laughs> um, and it's great because I learn a lot, but, but it almost doesn't feel like enough contribution to the conversation because it ends up feeling very one-sided. And so I'm, I'm seeking that balance of like, how can I learn as much as possible and put as much emphasis on the others, others around me as possible while still contributing something new rather than just asking lots of questions. Mm. Does that make sense? I mean, so I'm, I'm hundred percent with you and it's, it's a practice for sure. And I, I, I think I'm getting quite good at that, actually. But I, I want to find the balance where I feel like I'm getting um, something signif- significant uh, and fun out of it as well. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it's a bigger conversation, as we talked about. But, sure. but thank you for that. That's a really good point. I think in every situation, there's always an opportunity to shift focus from, uh, I'm constantly checking with myself. I feel weird. Me, 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 me. You know, like... That it's it's great to to check that and refocus your your energy. I think that's an yeah. important thing to remember. Yeah. 
So uh, I know we're very short on time. So I'm actually going to lump all of my what didn't work in, into 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 one thing. I'm, well, I'm going to go through all points, but it, uh, to me, they're all related. Okay. <clears throat> so Great. earlier I was so earlier I was talking about um, you know uh, feeling sort of an unawareness, right? A lack of awareness, like mm-hmm. a lack of checking in, and I think that is all related to to these to these three things. Uh, the first one is habits. The second one is doing the admin I love, also known as doing admin at all. <laughs> and the third one is keeping my house in order. So I'm just going to go through them uh, really quickly. So with, with regards to habits, I had this really sobering realization this quarter that I'm not very good at creating and maintaining habits at all, at all. Like Jasmine, I think, asked me at one point, she, she listened to this book about habits, and I think it may, even, may have even talked about it on the podcast and she asked me, what habits do you have in place or something? Like, what, what, what good habits do you feel like you have in place? And I, I did not have a good, well-rounded, multitudinous answer. Mm. <laughs> like, mm. I, I was like, oh, my God, this is, this is terrible. I've been listening to, to, to Trevor Algett and Ben Whitehair and all of our other friends who are, who are really good at doing this for years. And I haven't managed to do it for myself. This is bad. This is real bad. So, um can be a huge focus for me moving forward. So, okay. so habits uh, or the lack thereof did not work for me uh, this quarter. Um, mm-hmm. What I mean by doing the admin I love versus doing admin at all is I, I, I got really like lazy sort of with getting to the, okay, I got to process my inbox just to get it out of the way. And so I can move on to updating my website or updating my headshots or like, you know, just the, the administrative things we ha- we get to do for our careers. I got really, I, I sort of, they all kind of were on the back burner. Um, and, and it, it, because of that, every time I tried to restart that engine, I had to process through a hundred plus emails before I could get anything else done. And, and I just, mm. I don't want to, I don't want to live like that. I was really good about that up until, probably not this past quarter, but the quarter before. And so I don't know what happened or what changed, but I got to figure that out and get on top of it again. Um, And then similar to that, keeping my house in order, I put house in quotes because I mean, yes, my physical space, but not just my physical space. Also keeping, um, or also everything that requires consistent habitual, huh, there's that word again, uh, practice (laughs) to, to upkeep. So, so there's, there's this thing of like, you know, cleaning my room, cleaning out the cat tray, getting grocery shopping done, that all of those things are, they show up in our lives all over the place, like, like laundry, like, like I said, Mm -hmm. groceries, like cleaning the house. And when you keep your capital H house in order, it makes everything else so much easier. And I, well, I feel like it makes everything so much easier and I feel more creative and I feel like I'm able to get more done. Mm, yeah. So what's at, as ahead. you can see, yeah. well, I was just gonna say, as you can see, all these things are very much related, which is why I wanted to sort of blow through them really quickly, so that then we can sort of talk about them mm. on the other side. The the quote that comes to mind is a quote from Joe Polish, who's a legendary internet marketer. He says he may have gotten it from somebody else, but the saying is, "Life is easy if you live it the hard way, and hard if you live it the easy way." And I think there's a, something to look at in there when it comes to the things you've just shared. My God, absolutely. It, 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 it's very similar to, you know, what uh, David Allen says in GTD about um, spending, like he works really hard. What does he say? He works really hard for like three hours a week or something. Yeah, and then the rest of the you week know? he just works off a list. Yeah. Right, exactly. And he just, Brilliant. He just, he's just rolling with it, you know, and yeah. I, 
I used to do that and, and I was really good at the sort of admin stuff and I've gotten away from that and I, I get to just get back to it and get refocus, get focused. Mm. All right. All right. Cool. It's always the, the, this part of the uh, episode where we talk about sort of what's not working. It's, it's so, uh, I always feel the impulse to, to want to like really like support you and jump in, but I know that's what the next section is for. So, um, let's move on to the last piece here, which is what is next. So, uh, for me, I'll go through this quickly. Um, I have realized thanks to your recent pick of the week, um, that I'm a hummingbird. And what I mean by that is, is that, yeah, that Liz Gilbert talk that we referenced recently, which is life changing. If you haven't watched it yet, it's totally worth it. And she essentially says that, um, people who uh, preach and she was one of them, you know, preach that, uh, passion, finding your passion and just following your passion is the way to a meaningful life, a life that, that leaves a legacy, a life that feels fulfilling, um, is not accurate. And essentially, there are two people in the world. There are jackhammers, which are people that it's very easy for them to find their passion and just hammer away at it and make it happen. And then there are hummingbirds, which are people that their job, the way they were built and created, their job is to just follow their curiosity through life and trust that 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 path will lead them to what they um, need to be doing on this planet in this lifetime. And it may lead to their passion. You know, so, uh, yeah, I, I'm owning that. I'm owning that. I, I'm a hummingbird. You know, I, I want to be a passion person. I, I admire the fuck out of passion people. I really do. Um, but I, I'm just, I'm too, I'm too, um, it's not like squirrel shiny object. It's just like, I, there's a lot of things I want to learn how they work and experience and things like that. So, uh, to that, um, end, I have committed to creating a goals life list 101 or more goals things i want to be do and have an experience in my life and letting that list be my guide to a fulfilling life and and letting it create uh, help you know letting it support me in creating intentional mission driven days in my life uh, and not letting this idea of passion be as elizabeth gilbert says a bully for me um, something that kind of pushes me around and creates a feeling of guilt, uh, or, or uh, not enoughness in my, in my, you know, experience of living. Uh, and then from that list, that life goals list, uh, just choosing, you know, a handful of them to focus on, uh, at a time. And I, I put in my document, I put cooperative goals to focus on, uh, at a time because I want to make sure there are goals that are going to complement each other, not be at odds with one another. So, you know, for instance, having a fitness goal, easy for me, but also having a relationships goal and maybe an art goal. I can easily fit those three things into my life without competing with one another. Um, but if I'm choosing, you know, like a vacation goal and an income goal, those may be at odds with one another. Maybe not. But if my goal is to spend three weeks in Bermuda, but also earn $55,000 this month, you know, it, it, it may, it may not, they may not complement each other at that point in time. So, uh, that's number one, having that just new mindset and new approach to, to my world. Uh, number two, music. Definitely recommitting to this uh, process goal of just spending at least 15 minutes a day playing my guitar or whatever. But I also want to leverage the community and really release the idea of having to create a perfect piece of work. Letting go of ideas of what good songs are, you know, quote unquote good songs and to quote Jenna Fisher to just be a finisher. Mm. Um, And uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here 
and make a commitment to the community, to the listeners of this show, that by next episode, I will have something recorded to play for the the listeners for the podcast. I'm putting my ass on the line here. So if you listen to the next episode and I haven't done this, uh, then we get to really look at um, something. I was thinking about like, oh, you know, and I'll give five dollars to everybody who, <laughs> who says, you know, Trevor, where's your music? I don't want to go too far with it, but I want to. I want to experience what it's like to just drill down and make something, and and it's okay if it sucks. It's okay if it's awful, but I want to see what happens if I just put something together, and it could be as simple as just recording something on my iPhone. But I want to release the idea of good or perfect, and just say, you know, I'm just going to make something and share it with you guys, and expect to hear something from me. Um, next time you hear my voice in this podcast. That's epic. I have such a big smile on my face. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'm terrified, but uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad. Good. <laughs> and then thirdly... Both are proper responses. Yes, yes. And then thirdly, uh, just my goal is to just simplify. Uh, first and foremost, my overarching goal uh, for the rest of the year is to really secure a steady and stable income that's going to um, help me swim rather than drown. And that probably looks like searching for a full-time gig, a full-time job at this point in my life. And also consciously limiting myself to just two big rocks per day. Because you know what? There's always going to be something to do. There's always work to do. And I could spend 12 to 16 hours in front of the computer each and every day and still not get everything done. So I'm going to consciously uh-huh. give myself two big high leverage things to handle every day. Maybe one of them is like, you know, recording this podcast episode and the other one is finishing my goals list. Once those two things are done, I can let myself off the hook for the rest of the day and I'll schedule my big rocks for tomorrow. And then the rest of the day, I can actually enjoy my life a little bit. I can go for a walk and not feel like I'm, I'm, uh, being lazy. You know, I can hang out with somebody and start to... <laughs> start to feel normal with people uh, rather than trying to get uh, 18 things done as a result of that rewriting my internal stories about um, about the kind of person that I am in, in the world and in the eyes of others because I, I have stories, uh, they may be accurate, they may not be, but I have stories that um, I'm slowly becoming someone that people don't want to spend time with and I don't want to be that guy and I also don't want to... Um, think that way. So that's not empowering. So, um, that's part of simplifying my life and giving myself the room to enjoy things a little bit more. I, well, I can say, I can say that, that, uh, of the stories that, well, that's the only one I've heard you say, but you said, you know, they may or may not be true. That one's not true. You are not becoming a person that I, you know, people don't want to spend time with. Thanks. Thank you. Um, so I'm, I'm, I just want to say, uh, I want to thank you, AJ, and thank our listeners for um, offering me the space um, to be vulnerable like this. I, I wouldn't be sharing that kind of thing if I didn't implicitly trust our listeners and trust you, AJ, uh, to not take that out of context or, or um, distort that in any way or, or talk trash about the crazy IAP host or anything like that. I, I, I just want to say that I, I value our listeners so much um, that doing that kind of thing, saying that kind of thing is scary to me, but also, um, very freeing. And I'm grateful for this community and, and to have you as a co-host. I, I just want to let you know that I'm very inspired right now. I love the goals life list thing, the 101 goals, um, and the two big rocks thing. I'm like, I'm, 
I'm between that and the Craig Valentine interview. There's just, I'm like, I'm fired up, man. I, I, uh, I love it. So, um, so thank, thank you for inspiring me and, and, and very likely inspiring our listeners. Awesome. Um, awesome. <clears throat> so, yeah. Uh, what's, so what's next for you? So I've kind of already talked about a lot of this. Uh, it's, it's not super specific yet, which is probably part of the problem. And I get to, I get to address it, but you know, I put, it's funny, I put habits, the word habits under what didn't work. And I also put it under what, what's next, because (laughs) if, if that's not what's working, then I get to look at that and make it happen. Um, and especially a morning routine that, that works. Um, I've, I've done it, um, a few different times and different variations and nothing's really stuck. And, I get to really look at like why it hasn't stuck and, and figure that out. So, so putting, so taking a look at, um, you know, what habits would be supportive in my life and then just tackling them one at a time, mm. one at mm-hmm. a time, one at a time. And so that I can, you know, cause, um, there's that quote, uh, what is it? Uh, success is the equation of like, you know, uh, habits multiplied by time or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. It's something like that. You know, yeah. And, and I, I just, I, you know, it's something that is obviously an area of opportunity for me. So I get to, I get to tackle that. Um, awesome. I'm, I'm also been, and, and a lot of this is inspired by not only the Mark Atterbury interviews we just did, but just in general, I've, I've been feeling kind of, um, stagnant with my career lately and I've been getting some really awesome opportunity. I mean, I can't wait till next episode so I can tell people about this opportunity that just came in today. I mean, I'm getting some amazing, amazing opportunities through, um, you know, my representation and I'm auditioning for some fantastic rooms, awesome. um, but I'm not booking anything and I'm not working and I'm getting antsy as a result. And of course we sit here on our high horse of a microphone telling everyone else to self-produce and self-create and self-start and self-something. So I just, I, I get to, um, self something that's Mm. in addition to the podcast, because I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before. It's really easy for me to point to the podcast as a thing. I'm like, look, I'm self-producing an episode of a podcast every week. Of course, like I'm doing something and, and that's true. And, you know, as our listeners know, our longtime listeners, especially know, like this is not easy or free or, you know, it, it, it takes time, uh, mm-hmm. for both of us to kind of, you know, put time and energy into this. But, um, I want to do, I want to, I want to be doing something else. So figuring out what that is and start putting into place like the, the, the action steps to make it happen. Mm, awesome. And also sort of similarly, re, uh, re-inspired by Mark Atterbury is I want to take a really hard look, um, as far as my career goes at, at branding and, um, and, and typing and marketing and seeing if there's a way that I can convince the industry to uh, look at me as either more than a brown person or a very specific brown person. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what that's going to look like, but I got to figure it out because um, it's, uh, it's, it's acting, it, it has always acted towards my, my better benefit and detriment. And I, and if they can't figure it out, I'm going to need to teach them. Mm, um, that's powerful. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know what that is yet. It's, 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 it's still in the works, but I've been having really great conversations with, um, Ben Whitehair and, uh, you know, uh, 
Mark Atterbury even reached out to thank us, <clears throat> you know, for all the the support over the years. And I, you know, maybe I'll just reach out to him directly and be like, all right, dude, let's, <laughs> let's yeah. figure this out. Especially since it's been um, so many years and, and everybody has more life experience under their belt. I bet there's a lot that could be gained from uh, going direct to, to the branding expert. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then I talked about this before, just like traveling more, you know, it's, it's, it it can be done on the cheap. It can absolutely be done on the cheap and it really opens up our minds to some amazing things. So I don't, I don't, I don't want to not be doing that. And so I've been looking at all kinds of options and opportunities to, to, to go places and experience things that, um, you know, don't, um, work in conflict with what we're trying to accomplish, um, Mm. debt wise. I love that. That's, that's actually on my list too, is to just travel more. And, and, and there's something powerful that happens when you travel. You, you really increase your self-confidence that you can handle, uh, adversity (laughs) and adversity could be something as simple as like missing the bus in a, in a place where you don't speak the language or, you know, like you're not going to die, but it's just shaking your life up a little bit and just keeping you present. Mm. Um, and also it just exposes your brain to a whole host of new textures and tastes and experiences and sights and sounds. And I think it's so important. And and I have not traveled like at all. And every time I do travel, I feel so alive. So I'm with you on that a hundred percent. I think that's a really important thing that that everybody could, even if it's just like taking a a weekend trip up to Santa Barbara, you know, two hours from LA that, that could be travel and that's not expensive at all, man. I mean, you could get a train ticket for 30 bucks and do that. It's it's on the list. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. It's on the list. Yeah, for sure. I love it. All right. Well, cool. this was, I, I always so enjoy this, these episodes, um, gives, uh, gives us an opportunity to, you know, celebrate ourselves a little bit for the, the good things that we're doing in our lives, not from an ego place, but from a, you know, an awareness place. And then also take a look at where we can improve. And it's always in the context of being constructive and supporting each other. And that's, that's the key. We've said this before in these kind of episodes, but if you're listening to this and you're inspired to do your, something similar in your life, if I could just say one thing, it would be to don't, like resist the temptation to go down like the the self-flagellation hole of I'm a failure, I'm a failure, I'm a failure. You know, like it's easy to go there, but just remember that this is all in service of creating a more informed and intentional, bright future for everybody. And um, the, I always leave these episodes feeling that way. I'm like, I feel great. I feel clean and clear and focused and mm. supported and, and all those things. So, um Thank you, everybody, for listening, and thank you, AJ, for for being a, one of the best friends a, a guy could ask for. Ditto, brother. <laughs> thank you for the inspiration and for, uh, yeah, always um, being willing to be so vulnerable. It's it's huge and inspiring. Thanks. It's uh, definitely something I, I learned from many of our um, common friends who've done a lot of this emotional intelligence work, and it's something that I recognize as a big opportunity for me to just practice vulnerability and Nobody wins when I fake stuff. When anybody hmm. fakes stuff, it's like, what are you doing? You know? Hmm. So, um, uh, should we get out of here? Let's do it, man. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. 
Today's episode of Inside Acting was produced and co-hosted by your first truly, A.J. Meyer, and of course, Trevor Algat. Jen Levin is our production coordinator. Gadali Gubrick is our marketing web director. Deborah Smith is our community manager. Timothy Patrick Waterman is director of public relations. Of course, Trevor edited and mixed today's episode and composed our theme and interview music. There's that word for 2016, Trevor. Mm-hmm. Um, and Fern Lim designed our logo. You can sign up for our weekly email dispatch and listen to all of our recent episodes at our website, InsideActing.net. You can also find us on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube, on Facebook, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and it would be a huge solid that you could do us if you would just go ahead and leave us a review on any of those places, but iTunes especially. It's it, it's really supportive for us and helps uh, other people find the show as well. Special thanks to our sponsors, Rehearsal Pro and Viotagogo.com, and thanks to you, our listeners. If you love Inside Acting and want to maximize its value in your life and career, and of course support the continued production of the podcast, you can now do a one-time donation again at our website, as we talked about before, and or sign up as a monthly member or a yearly member and get a discount. And you will get cool perks like access to our membership message board, cool freebies, invites to exclusive member meetups, and much, much more. Just visit InsideActing.net and click on the membership tab. And that is it for episode 241 of Inside Acting. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. And in the meantime... Vulnerability.